Welcome to IDP Nation spinoff podcast talking about college IDP and Debbie IDP prospects. We are your hosts, Dan Cook, Daryl Winston, Eric Haroff. We are the Debbie IDP grind. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? That was actually on a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was at the gym. The Warriors. Warriors! Come out to play! <laughs> Eric had to go. I don't know. He just ran off. I don't know. What's going on? Uh, he ran away like the college football season. Apparently he's going to run away. Scary. Maybe. See, I... I <laughs> the can you dig it is scary. And then, you know, he gets shot. So... And then Eric's like the Warriors running away <laughs> around the subway. <laughs> anyway, Hollywood, how's it going? Oh, man. Eh, going pretty good, are you? Ah, I'm doing all right. Uh, the, the, to, you know, bury the lead here, uh, the college football season seems to be on death's door. Uh it was reported yeah, earlier that the, good. that the Big Ten is uh, probably canceling their season and they're expecting the other conferences to follow suit. Uh, so it is not looking too good for college football. Some of the players are posting they want to play. Um, you know, if they were getting paid, might this be a different story? I don't know. It seems to be the conferences uh, facing the pressures of trying to figure out how this would work. And they're just saying it's not going to work. Some of the smaller conferences have bagged their season. The first domino to fall was Connecticut football saying they're not playing. And the second yep. domino was the MAC just canceling their season entirely. I mean, earlier this week, yep. I think the FBS uh, just or FCS, which whichever one's the minor, the, the smaller school, which one is it? FCS. FCS. Okay. FCS. So the FCS just bagged. Yeah, Division two and three. Division two and three, and basically said it, kids can go transfer, no penalties. They can be released yep. right away. Uh, that's part of what you have in the news. Uh-huh. Um, which we will get to here in just a moment. Um, so as far as this podcast goes, I think uh, we will still do the podcast. It may not be as often. Uh, we were planning on having a football season to talk about. Uh, but we will still be doing our draft prep and draft coverage. Um, it's it's going to be based off of last year's film uh, because that's all we have at our disposal right now it does not appear Some player breakdowns yeah it does not appear that we're going to have any new uh things to talk about so the stats are going to be the stats i mean you have right. some big name opt-outs i mean i know you're not going to mention a lot of the offensive stuff but you know rondale right. moore rashad bateman um are both saying yeah we are gonna just get ready for the draft 
and maybe they caught wind early that college football was considering closing up shop and just decided to, I don't know, get ready. I mean, I don't blame them a bit. Why risk your yeah. health? Why risk injury? Your first-round graded guys already uh, train and get ready for the combine. If there is a combine, that's another big uh-huh. question mark. I mean, I think... The only certainty right now is uncertainty and not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, But anyway, let's uh, hit us up with some news. What do we got going on in the college football defensive realm here? Yeah, we just kind of touched on the the state of college football with Division II and Division III being done. Division one follow suit, so we kind of done touched on that just in a waiting pattern, I guess. Uh, you kind of mentioned the Domenico uh, kids transferring. You know, James Madison lost two defensive end Adiba Atarwa and D'Angelo Amos. They transferred to Virginia. Now, that's pretty good gets for Virginia, but with the balance of the season in question, do they even get to play now that they've transferred? Same with Roderick Perry from South Carolina State. He went to Illinois. You know, they these kids decided there's not going to be a season in Division Two and Division Three. Let's move up, and and now their efforts to still play may go by the wayside if there's not a Division One. So definitely. Uh, so why don't you just run down the list? I mean, we we don't need to go in depth too much about the guys that have opted out, but just go yeah. ahead and hit those guys. Yeah, some of the bigger names is uh, Penn State linebacker Marcus Parsons, Miami defensive end Gregory Russo. Uh, both of those were basically in everybody's top five or ten. IDP Davies everywhere. Uh, Jalen Twyman is another one. Uh, Caleb Farley, he was actually the first one to opt out in college football that kind of got all this started with players opting out. Um, those were, and like you mentioned, uh, Rashad Bateman and Rondell Moore on the offensive side. It just makes sense. I mean, why pay play a few games and risk getting injury if, if you're not going to have a full season? It, it makes sense to just opt out and prepare for the draft. <clears throat> Yeah, Eric, you have anything to add there? Welcome back. Yeah, had a family emergency. <clears throat> no, other than that, I mean, nothing really that Daryl didn't say. You know, a bunch of bunch of top defensive guys, offensive guys, just getting ready for next year. That guys that are look like they're already going to be first rounders. You know, said, I mean, why, why waste it and just let's prepare and move on to next year? So. Right. And then while I was looking at for stuff to put in our notes today, I didn't even notice this one, but Clemson and our buddy Triple love this. Clemson defensive end Xavier Thomas is expected to redshirt due to loss of weight, basically. He contracted COVID-19 early in spring, then he got strep throat, and apparently he's lost a lot of weight. He's put some more back on, but according to the coaches, you know, he's still not where he needs to be, so he's just going to redshirt. Um. And that's awesome. On that note, uh, I didn't notice that either until I, I was reading over this. And I'm in the middle of doing my defensive end article for uh, for Devies, and I'm on on Xavier Thomas right now. So I was like, "Oh, that that was that's good to know." That uh, <laughs> didn't even I didn't even see that anywhere. And I hadn't either. I was going back through some notes on some 
on some sites and stuff and run across it. And I was like, hmm, well, I didn't even see that. So, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, Oklahoma linebacker Caleb Kelly suffered a knee injury. He's going to miss the season. Looks like it's a pretty severe one. He was expected to be the starter in place of uh, Kenneth Murray's departure. So that's a blow to them if they get to play. Um, and then a couple of recruiting notes. Um, the Hurricanes got a verbal from five-star defensive end Leonard Taylor, number 27 in uh, the 2021 cycle. That's a big get for them, especially if they're going to lose uh, Russo. Um, and then Ohio State got a verbal from four-star linebacker Gabe Powers. Looks like they're going to continue to load up. And Clemson, here you go, Trip. got a verbal from – Peyton Page, and he's a four-star defensive tackle. And we mentioned in our last show, Tony Fields, the senior linebacker, had uh, decided to transfer from Arizona, and apparently he's narrowed his list down to three schools, Minnesota, Texas, and West Virginia. So it'll be interesting to, to see where he lands. <clears throat> Yeah, lots of moving and shaking, and it might all be for nothing because for nothing, yeah. Uh, if if the the news is true, which we assume, I mean every other every other fall sports canceled. So I don't know. I know football is a big money maker for these universities, and that's why they really feel like they need to play. But you know, I don't know that that's this. You know. Um, apparently high school sports are still going to try to go at it. That may change after this news drops, though. I, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they were holding out hope that high school sports could happen. And I know a lot of parents are upset that, you know, some sports are getting canceled and things. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the high school kids aren't getting paid either. Yeah, they're you still know, a guy I know, here. Like... I, I know the high school kids, you know, some of them are depending on – scholarships and things like that right um, so well, i mean it, it will definitely the... impact a lot of different people right and i know colorado high high school sport call high school football they're gonna go in the, they're gonna try and go in the spring oh really mm-hmm. so what about well, we're baseball still, kids? we're still going on schedule it's a little bit later they've pushed it back so we're probably going to end wind up ending in like our state championships right now would be end in december but one of the things I've seen is from parents, nonetheless, there was a mention of, well, maybe on game days, the high school teams limit how many players they take or have dressed. And some of the parents were, well, how's that fair to uh, all the kids? You know, how, how can you tell a kid that's there every day putting in the same amount of effort and practice every day that he can't dress up and be on the sideline? So it's just a mess everywhere right now. Yeah, it is. It's kind of disappointing. It's uh, – I'm just uh, it's pissing me off. <laughs> well, in Pennsylvania, uh, the governor suggested that PIAA, the Pennsylvania um, Athletic Association in Pennsylvania for high school, uh, he suggested to them that they not have a season. Uh, PIAA said that they're going to attempt to have a season, but I'm, I'm I mean, if half of your school districts are virtual you're really gonna get kids together to play football it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense 
Yeah. And like I seen, I forget where it was. It's been, was it last week? I think anyway, somewhere, I guess they've already started school in Georgia and there was an entire like fourth grade class somewhere in Georgia on the first day got quarantined because somebody came to school sick and they just shut it all down first day. I know my cousin started, uh, started in Tennessee already around, uh, Nashville. Yeah. Uh, she started school and she's a freshman, I think. So, yeah, we supposed to start pretty soon. So I don't, I don't, I think they're going to wind up going to school and everything is going to get shut because somebody's going to come to school with it. You know, that it's going to happen. Yeah. And that, yeah, I think we're actually going to homeschool our, our oldest this year, just to not even go there. So, well, I think that's, we had that option too, but these kids are, basically got cabin fever they've been locked up for yeah you know they want to get out and meet their friends and everything so you can't blame them but at the same time you send them to school with this going on you you gotta expect it's gonna shut back down at some point yep especially when some states are still hot like we are right now i mean it's just it's crazy yeah well let's well it's funny because <laughs> what we're about to talk about may be completely moot point because um, we did a, a campus to Canton League this year. And uh, yeah, already I have uh, lost Rashad Bateman before this uh, possible announcement. Um, but yeah, we, we have a campus to Canton draft uh, that just wrapped up. I know some people wanted some more rounds at the end because... You gotta let me know before the last round. Yeah, I know. Um, I have, you can't let me know in round twenty-eight. I have one defensive backup. <laughs> I think I, mean, it, I was all for it, but we just yeah. You know, I think the issue sure is uh, having backups, especially since they trim down the schedule. Like there are some weeks you're just not going to start a quarterback, or your quarterback's going to be on bye. I think at week one, I don't think anybody's playing. I think uh, Penn State's playing. And I mean, what is week one anymore? Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, all the schedules got shuffled around. I mean, these schools have five or six bye weeks now. It's it's a little crazy. All that yeah. just shows you the powder puffs that they play for five six weeks that they had to cancel. Yep. You know, Speaking you can tell the real schools, around. you know, you can tell the schools, you know, I'm looking at like Pitt and uh, Iowa State and Kansas. They only have three bye weeks. The rest of them have like four and five. And it's like not all the rest, but, you know, of the people on my team, those te- um Texas actually only has two bye weeks. So they must be playing. Is Southern Florida in the Big 12? No. So no. I guess they're playing an out-of-conference game. Is that happening? I mean, Unless if, decide, I've not heard anything. But, conferences. I mean, that, that's the, it's on yeah. the schedule right now. For I have Malcolm Epps from uh, Texas, and uh, it's saying week one. I guess they have a game against Southern Florida. I don't know. Watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> Got a visitor. Uh, so Daryl, why don't you start us off with uh, your league or your your draft here? Um, who do I'm you impressed. Have? We we finally got to peek behind the curtain and see the brains of the operation up there for it. <laughs> 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 I 
She's a daddy's girl. Did she draft? Did she draft your entire team? She probably could have. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So what are we doing here? Going over our teams. Well, yep. you can go over your team there, Daryl, first, and. Uh... Uh, I guess we're just looking at the IDP side here. So, um, yeah, we did, what, uh, 28 rounds, it looks like? Yep. And uh, I took my first. Hang on. Man, we were all kinds of. I mean, am I the only one with everybody in bed, I guess? <laughs> yeah, mine just, mine just got home from, from Grandma's, so. Yeah. Sorry. I had to say hi. So I took my first IDP in round four, and I took the safety Andre Cisco from Syracuse. Hard to pass up a talent that good. He's probably I've got him in my top five overall, Davy. So for me, that was a no-brainer. Um. Then I went. Let's see here. I'm trying to look. <laughs> then in the ninth round, I took my next guy, Jalen Twyman. I've lost him to the opt-out, so that kind of hurt my team. Uh, followed it up with safety. Hamsa N- Nazrul Dean from Florida State. Love him. Good high tackle and safety. Uh, let's see here. Then I went with Zane Zandier, the middle linebacker for uh, Virginia. He's going to rack up a lot of tackles for them. Then I went with um, a player kind of uh, lower key that Eric's probably heard of up his way. Solomon Bird, the defensive lineman from Wyoming that was so good that played in front of uh, Logan Wilson last year. Um, Then one of my – I think one of my better value picks that I got was uh, in the 15th round I got Drake Jackson, USC Trojan defensive uh, end tackle. Really loved that. Then I got Greg – or not Greg – Thomas Graham, the uh, Oregon defensive back. Really like him. Um Dimitri Moore for Vandy. How could you not take a Vanderbilt linebacker when they're going to be on the field 2,000 plays a game? Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, then I kind of went uh, – I was surprised at this point. I mean, we're hitting around 20, and I was kind of surprised at some of the names that were still on the board. Uh, like uh, I got Veron McKinley the third from Oregon. There's uh, one of their star defensive backs. Um Oh, Ryan Vance, the linebacker from Iowa State. He's He was one of their pass rushers from the outside up there with uh, Mike Rose in the middle and I uh, forget the third guy's name that was on the other side, but got him in the 23rd round, so I thought that was really good. And then <laughs> probably the best value of my whole draft was defensive lineman DJ Dale in the 27th round, the uh, sophomore from Alabama that's so good. And then I took a flyer on Micah McFadden, the linebacker from Indiana that's really good. So looking at some of these drafts, you know, round 20 or later, there was a lot of good IDP players left. Now, before we get carried away, uh, there was a lot of players on my uh, 100 defensive Debbie big board that I really wanted. And, uh, as you can tell, I didn't get any of them. <laughs> I didn't get any of them, and that's okay. I mean, you put it out there, you expect people to use it, and, and uh, 
I'm kind of flattered that they did. They listened to me and they, they used it well against me, such as Eric. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's yeah, okay I mean, I, I, you know, I like it. You know, if the, to put that out there and for people to use it, that makes it harder on me, which I enjoyed the competition myself. So uh, thank you all for reading and using it. And But still some good values late, I thought. I, I do like, um, I don't know, I didn't hear you say him, but Nate Landman, you took him in the seventh, the Colorado linebacker. Oh, yeah, I did skip him. Sorry. That guy's a tackle machine, too. Yeah. I, I really like him. So. Yeah, I think at that point I was kind of surprised because, like I said, the big names were kind of getting down at that point. And I forget who jumped the gun. I'd have to go back and look at the draft. But somebody I kind of was waiting on defense was my was my initial – process i was like i'm gonna wait till somebody takes the first one off the board kind of to see where they're falling and where i was at in the draft if i'm not mistaken they jumped early so i had to wait almost like a full round for it to get back to me so yeah so i'm actually looking at the draft board right now and gregor gregor so went in the third round he was the first idp taken in the third round good in in the third round Yep. yep yep And then after that, it was I took the next one with Michael Parsons. Then mm, Kayvon, I hate you for that. Then Kayvon Thibodeau went after that, and then Andre Cisco. Yeah, and see, then, that was my that was my top four. So. Yeah. Well, Eric, why don't you go continue with your team here? How would you would you get, and what'd you think? <clears throat> so, like I said, I took I took Michael Parsons in the fourth round, and you know, obviously that sucks because I lost him already. So that's okay. <laughs> What you get for stealing him? He's going to my NFL <laughs> team, so we're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in the sixth round, I took Jabril Cox. That was kind of nice. a, homer, a homer pick for me. I could, I had to get him before he, uh, either you or either you guys snagged him. Yeah, I was eyeballing him. <laughs> I know you were. I know you were. <laughs> and then uh, in the tenth round, I took Arizona linebacker Colin Schooler. He's a tackle. That guy's a tackle machine too. Oh, yeah. yeah, he had a little bit of a down year last year, but he still still can rack up those tackles. Yep. Uh, in round fifteen, I took uh, defense uh, Texas safety Caden Stearns. Uh, he had a little bit of injury issues last year, but still like him a lot. Then I took in round twenty. Uh, this was a I took uh, Penn State freshman linebacker Curtis Jacobs. Hoping he can possibly fill that role left by Micah Parsons. In round 24, I took Colorado defensive lineman Mustafa Johnson. There's a guy that I really like. I did some, uh, he was in my top 10 interior defensive lineman. He could play all, all over. So, yeah. in round 25, I took Utah State safety Shaq Bond. Got to thank Daryl for that one. Yeah, I was ready to pick him too when you took him. <laughs> yeah, I wanted I wanted Zane, but you got him a while earlier, and I was like, right, I'll, wait, I'll wait a little bit. And then my last defense, my last guy, my last defensive player I took was Dante Stills, defensive lineman from West Virginia. Um, he's another one of those sleeper guys that I had in my top ten. So we'll see how he does. All right, and I guess I'm up next here. Um, so I waited until, let's see, I don't have one, two, three. I guess it was the seventh round. Uh, sixth. I, I, sixth. sixth. 
One, six. two, yep. three, four, five. Yeah, sixth round. Um, I took Chaz Surratt, uh, senior from UNC. Uh, had to go with my boy that I watched, my uh, Tar Heel. Um, the, the the fact that he's only ever played one year at you know in college at linebacker and wow. did so well, um, I, I didn't want to grab him. He also had thirteen, nearly fourteen points a game in college. Um, yep. So I mean, the average there, you know, was was pretty good. He had a lot of stuffs, a lot of behind the line plays. Um, you know, six and a half sacks as a linebacker, not too shabby. Uh, my next pick was Carlos Basham, which I knew Eric was mad about because I think mm-hmm. I took him right before he uh, picked. I think took it right, right after, after, right after. I, I was hoping to get him so the you, next round. So you had a chance, Adam, but you decided I not did, to and then I passed on him because I was like, ah, he'll last one more. Well, yeah. So then I went with uh, Tariq Smith a few rounds later <laughs> here from Ohio State. I said, you know, Ohio State line linemen are uh, normally a pretty good bet. Uh, then I kind of went, not off the board, but I started doing some other research. I used Daryl's list a little bit to pick out some names. I, I went on and, and looked at some preseason All-Americans uh, and, and did some stat hunting, just basically who, who had some stats. So my next pick was Damar Hamlin. Um, I'm not sure if he's any relation to Ken Hamlin, former Seahawks safety, uh, but he had 60 tackles, 60 solos, uh, 10 passes defended uh, in 12 games played. So I said, you know what, that's you know not bad. He had, only had one INT, but the tackles and the, the passes defended were nice. Um, then I went with Brian Breesey, uh from Clemson. We talked about that, him all last week, last yeah. show. Uh, that, you know, one, that one you did snipe me on. That's <laughs> That one I was I was gonna take him and then you snuck him in there like <laughs> Yeah. I mean what did Daryl describe him as? An <laughs> elephant among cats. An elephant among cats, yes. Uh, that, that was that So yeah, I made you remember him. Yes, you did. It worked. Um, next up was Monty Rice, senior from Georgia. Um, again, 50, 50 solos, um, three passes defended. No sack, so he's more of a your middle linebacker uh, type. Um, you know, linebackers from Georgia tend to do pretty decent too. We talk mm-hmm. about other schools, but um, they're normally pretty good. Uh, then I, I kind of loaded up on defense because I realized we were running out of rounds, <laughs> and I needed to fill my starting lineup because I'd loaded up on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I went with uh, Paulson Adebo from Sanford. Uh, he had four picks, 23 hey, solos, oh. 10 passes defended. What position does he play, Dan? Uh, I don't know. Corner safety? I don't know. D- <laughs> DB is what I saw, and I was like, I guess he's a corner. He does. Uh, he's a corner. He's a corner. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> like, it doesn't really break down corner and safety on here. It's just DB. So uh, I was just looking for stats at this point. Uh, then I went with a junior from Oregon, Isaac Slade. Uh Matutia. Uh, again, he had a pretty nice, you know, 10 passes defended, one and a half sacks, 36 tackles last season. Um, can't go wrong with some Oregon guys. He's also like yeah. the, the man in the middle there. I know we talk about a lot of other guys. Um, he'll probably, I don't know, might lose some, some snaps to Justin Flo if they have a season. But uh, mm-hmm. if not, he'll probably maybe depart from pros. Um 
And then I had to fill out the rest of my lineup. So my my last few picks. Some of my guys, hold on. Yeah, I guess all of my picks are here. Um, so then I went with Greg Ellsworth from Iowa State. Again, a high okay. high tackle number, high passes defended number. Um, he was a, I think he's a Big 12 All-American, like third team preseason, something like that. That's where I got that name from. Uh, and then my last pick, um, he averaged a ton, and that's what kind of caught my eye because I tried to sort by average. And he averaged 15 points a game. It was a stud for Kansas at linebacker until he got hurt. And he's planning on returning this season uh, for Les Miles and the Kansas Jayhawks. So um, I know Kansas is not normally the powerhouse for college football, but um, well, you know, he seemed to be you know on a, on a good tear there, but got injured and missed the rest of the season. Um, right. So he might have an extra year to heal up here. Uh, and just you mentioned him a minute ago, and coincidence, I've been watching games I've got taped. So since there's no football, I have to watch tape games. So with us not having a season, I guess I get an early jump on the, uh, the draft scouting or whatever. But I actually watched Pittsburgh and Eastern Michigan in their bowl game from last year. And DeMar Hamlin had himself a day. Uh, if you want to go see how good that kid is, that's the game I'd go watch. He had an interception. He was making pass deflections everywhere. I mean, he's physical. Uh, I like that pick a lot for you. And I like the uh, uh, Greg Isworth from Iowa State. In the 25th round, that is crazy, crazy value. Yes, I went hunting for any information I could get on guys the problem was um and and um i appreciate that fantrax has the simplicity of being able to uh have your college and your pro in one place um but trying to find these dudes is sometimes hard yeah it the, is. Fact gotta, that, the fact that they're still them, adding guys yep. and stuff it was killing me because i'm like they should know who's on these teams by now it's you know, like it's I, like there's only one guy that works for the entire company or something. <laughs> I I had asked, you know, because when we did this draft, um, Michigan and Mississippi State, and I can't remember the other, they actually hadn't submitted depth charts yet, so that's why they were not in the player pool, and that's what I, that's what Fantrix told me straight up that is if they don't have their depth charts, that they won't put them in the system yet. There was like five schools. I can't remember which ones. They, I know Mississippi State and Michigan were yeah, the two big ones. Air Force was one of them because they came out like a couple days ago. So, yeah, it, that's – I mean, that is the one bad thing about it. But yeah. for the most part, I think they do – I mean, they do a pretty good job with it. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Debbie part I do like um, the, to be able to draft your Debbie team. Um and play it and, and play it you know whereas if we were doing this you know we'd have to probably house it on there if if, if um you know that's the one thing like Devi, as it gets more popular i think more uh platforms will try to add the college to it i know yahoo does college I so believe. with with uh fan tracks here you can up actually upload your college roster into the mine the miners or the prospect section of okay. your of your NFL team but I just haven't found the best way to do it because not this year but the year before they automate so like 
the guys that got drafted automatically changed from their college team to their pro team. Yeah, okay. So you're able to move them up. But this past year, they didn't do that. So I meant to talk to Fantrax to see what was going on with it and if that was something that they could do because that would make life a lot easier if you were able to do it that way. Yeah. So the one bright spot of my team was that, um, you know, despite Rashad Bateman saying he was going to go uh, and not play this year, is mm-hmm. that the, the consolation is he will be on my pro roster when he does uh, attend yep. the NFL. So um, he's a surefire first-round pick, uh, that's for sure. Uh, but I like my depth. I got a lot of young running backs, which uh, was my strategy going in because I, I did not draft running back that well in the rookie draft, which is part of my strategy in, in Dynasty is to um, hit the wide receivers hard and then that... supplement my running backs through the draft. So I, I tried to hit, and I got a couple um, freshmen, uh, Jace McClellan, EJ Smith, and DeMonte uh, Trandum that should do that and i got a couple sophomores that'll be ready next year and then i have uh jamar jefferson should be coming out this year and dj williams i think is a he's a he's a regular sophomore sophomore, so he's He's got another year so i should have jamar jefferson coming up and you know who knows though if he doesn't get the play maybe he decides to sit or to to wait another year yeah, I went wide receiver heavy too. There's a lot of wide receivers that went in the first two rounds. The yeah. Four of my first five picks were wide receivers, except for well, I mean, Mikey Parsons. So, I mean, I feel pretty good about my wide receiver core. I got you know Bateman, I got um, Marion Brown from Georgia Tech was one of my later picks, but JD Spielman, who's now at TCU, mm-hmm. um, that's a good one. And by the <laughs> way, um, is TCU uh, practicing? Or are they still uh, having a revolt against their coach? I haven't heard. That's a good question. I haven't heard anything since the initial report that they walked off the field and or they did yeah, not I haven't heard this as a team. Um, I guess with all the or uncertainty of the season, maybe they've stopped practicing, but I doubt it because, I mean, that's kind of new, new news. So – couple questions uh, about our drafts who was your favorite idp pick of the draft just our teams or everybody's for your team let me look mine was my first one safety andre cisco for syracuse i I think just the points that he's going to put up uh and missing out on some of the others he's going to have to be my my leader for my defense and kind of carry the load there. So really loved that. That was good value considering where they started coming off. So my favorite is probably uh, Carlos Basham because he's a much needed edge rusher that I'm going to mm-hmm. need in my pro team. Um, he's a senior, um, 11 sacks last year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some sacks uh, up on my pro roster because if i'm not mistaken i think my pro roster needs a uh defensive end let me go check that out real quick here Um, all right who was your favorite eric um i I mean 
I gotta go with e either Micah Parsons or Jabril Cox. Uh, I mean, just the what Parsons could do. You know, if he if he can live up to the hype that he's getting, that's it's hard to it's hard to beat that. And yeah. and Jabril Cox just because I wa I've watched him for the past three four years to see what he's done. It's yeah. So he's probably that's that's probably my homework pick and. I could use the linebacker help too. So, uh, okay. So, another question: Who's the player you wanted most, but but you didn't get them? Uh, somebody sniped you or drafted them earlier mm -hmm. than you expected. Um, for me, it was defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau, young gun going into his sophomore season. I think the sky's the limit for him, and I really wanted him. And uh, our buddy Peter. Uh, Decided different. He decided I didn't need him. So <laughs> <laughs> mine's yeah, pretty easy. Not... Yeah, mine's pretty easy. It was Justin Flo, and that's because I kind of he wasn't on the uh, list. I don't think, and I kind of forgot no, about wasn't. him. You had so to put a placeholder. He was, in, he was I a placeholder. Yep, yep. So yeah, I was like, mine. Mine probably would be. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. Probably Tyler Davis, the defensive tackle from Clemson. He went one pick right before me, so that one was a little, a little heartbreaking. And Breezy. <laughs> yeah, and that was one pick the other way, so it's like, all right, yeah. well, that's all right. But I think those were two of the, two of the ones that I wished I would have gotten. I mean, obviously, Kayvon would have been nice, you know. Yeah. Who'd you say as again? Well. I said Micah Parsons. No, I meant you're the one you didn't get. Oh, uh, Tyler Davis or yeah, Brian Breesty. Yeah, mostly Tyler Davis. What round did he go in? Uh, round 12. Pick Ooh. seven. Uh, it's not bad value, though. No, no, definitely not. Not. not for, not for, like I said, the video, that I, the tape that I watched of him. That guy was a beast. Yeah. yeah. All right. And we had one Twitter question, right? Listener question. It was from at Jay Hager. One, who are some late round sleepers in campus to Canton startup drafts? Uh, you guys can take the floor here. Go ahead, Eric. I'll let you lead the way. I mean, if the drafts, I'm curious because I was going to look at my other um, campus to Canton draft too that, that finished. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm here too. See, I had the first pick in that one. So, what are we? Uh, what are we trying to say? How late? I mean, are we looking like round twenty or later? Or yeah, I would say so. Okay, I would say so. Okay, looking so. at looking at my other one, um, I, I do like Daryl's pick of DJ Dale in round twenty-seven. That's that's that could, crazy. <laughs> that could be a steal. A steal. Um, I can't find him in the other draft. I'd have, I'll have to search for him if he if he even got taken. That's one thing to look at. See, just to see how different um, each of these guys were. Let's see. Yeah, I'm looking here. Because there was a lot of great. There was a lot of good value left late. Um, mm -hmm. 
can't remember his name. I'm trying to look back to see who it was I had on my mind. Like Greg getting Greg Eisworth in the 25th round, that's that's crazy good value. I mean, um, DJ Dale thought that was crazy good value. I was expected him to be long gone by the 27th round. Um, I do like in round 21, uh, Joe Tyron, mm. the, the edge rusher from Washington. I think he could be one of those sleeper guys. That was a good pick by by Todd, who took that, who took him. But yeah, I think Drake Jackson in round, I mean, round 15, I think that's pretty good value for him as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was some good values. I guess you, I think in those type of leagues, maybe you want to look at some super young, like incoming freshmen. You know that, and that's why I took, uh, you know, the Penn State linebacker Curtis Jacobs because, you know, he could fill that Micah Parsons role after he's gone. You know, right. or or like uh, Tyreek Smith from Ohio State. Like like Dan took him. I think he's a he's a good pick too. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, here's one. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll be uh, a little nicer than his actual name. Screw Carol Baskins. Um, uh, <laughs> that was for you, Dan. I, I, I cutened that up a little bit. That's good because I'm not going to edit this. So, <laughs> but he got Brady Breeze, the Oregon safety, in round 20. I mm-hmm. expected him to be long gone. He was he on my last... uh, he was on my uh, queue for the longest time. He was, was mine too. I didn't think anybody mm-hmm. would take him, and I just kept waiting because I had other needs, and I was like, ah. But what he did in last year's Rose Bowl, if you go watch that game, that was amazing. So that's good value. I mean, when you can get players, it's just kind of hard to really pinpoint because, I mean, everybody's got different values on different players. Like Tyler Shelvin, at the end of that round, that's a good pick, uh, you know, in round 20. Um, I mean, there's so many good ones, really. You just kind of really have to – see where these guys start uh, you know my suggestion would be build you a big board mm-hmm. and just kind of like i did with this draft kind of just sit back and wait and see where that first idp daddy comes off the board and then you need to just kind of start working from there you know i it, thought we were i honestly thought the IDP side in this draft would go a little longer before they started getting picked. I really did. Um, I was surprised that the first one come off in round three, not surprised who it was. Um, I was thinking maybe round five is where these guys would start coming off, but you got, you know, Rosu come off around the mm-hmm. uh, 39th overall pick of the draft. And then you come around and you're getting Parsons at 56 Cave on at 59, and I knew right then when you've got those three coming off that close together that if you don't get your top guy, then you're going to miss out. So I had to take Cisco at 63 because I knew he wasn't going to last. I mean, you just kind of have to – I think that's how I would attack it, and clearly that's kind of what I did with it. it um, and it could have lasted longer because this was a 16-team league as well. You know, right. This one was a little bigger than normal leagues, and with the scoring that I had set up, for 
when it gets to the NFL, the offense and defensive scoring are pretty close together. Yeah, I like that, by the way. You know, and that's why in the NFL portion, you saw your defensive ends go a lot earlier. I'm just going to pull it up real quick. Like the first defensive guy went in round round three. You know, Darius Lettertsy, uh, Aaron Donald was the first by me. And then Buda Baker and Darius Leonard, you know, because defensive linemen right. score high. And the fourth round was pretty much all defense. So it it just the scoring was I tried to get it so it was so it was even and players had equal value. So that we do have players like uh you know Thibodeau and Parsons and Russo go. Yeah. Where where we think that they're gonna perform. Obviously it's hit or miss, but I like these big deep leagues like this. I mean, this is <laughs> now that I've got into these campus to Cantons, I I don't know that I'll play anything else. I mean, I'll keep what I've got, but you know, going forward, this unless it's some kind of big charity league or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think these campus to Canton leagues is where I what I prefer because it's it's the complete full control. I mean, you're getting these kids when they come in freshmen, and you're keeping them however long you want to keep them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for me, I just that's what I like. So, so so looking at my other the other campus to Canton, I did. I was doing both these at the same time. So trying to shame, juggle, shame on you. <laughs> it it was it was fun because like this one's only a twelve team league. The first uh, IDP guy went in, in the end of round four. Zach Zemos, freshman from Arkansas. You know, it's not even the guys you expect. And then after that went Thibodeau, Dylan Moses, Micah Parsons, all went in round five. Rousseau went in round six. Uh, Chaz Surratt in round eight, Jabril Cox and Nick Bolton in round nine. So just the, the variances in where these, where these players were taken is, is crazy, but just between two leagues themselves. But it was fun to watch, see where they, so I could kind of play it a little easier to see where they each, each, uh, each guy went in each league. So. So he had an advantage over us because he could kind of. Actually, this one was this one was going faster than our. This ah, one ended okay. like a week before, so. But I mean, it was like I said, it was still fun to see. Where these guys went. Yep. Like Nazrul Dean, and this one went in round seventeen. Took compared to where Daryl took him, and. Wow. Wherever you took him at. Uh, round. Ten. Six, round ten. Ten. Yep. Yeah. So it's just the the variance because there's no you don't have any ADPs out there for both no. <laughs> for yeah, both offense not. and defense. You know, if if we could get more than that's something that we could do because well again one was super flex, one was not. So do some mock uh, drafting all summer yep. long. Yep. Yep. Good luck finding participants. Up. Let's go. Oh, I'm sure we could find some. Oh, I'm sure we could find a participant. That's, that's, I don't think that'll be a problem. Yeah. No. Well, anyways, um, hopefully there is a season. Uh, you know, if not, then like, like I said, we'll still be coming at you with some player breakdowns, getting ready for the draft. Because obviously the draft is not going to stop. Um, the NFL, I yeah. think, is proceeding with the plan. Um 
I still think that the NFL should develop a bubble plan, but they seem to be opposed to that. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I mean, NCAA could have a bubble. I mean, these kids could take their classes remotely. A lot of universities are doing that anyway. And, you know, take over one of these college towns that's, you know, doesn't have anybody on it and create a bubble. I just hope, I just hope the NFL, if college football is shut down, I just hope they do this quick enough and realize they're in a time crunch now to let some of these kids know is there going to be a combine? Is there going to be pro days? They can't. They don't know. They, they can't answer that. They, well, they, they need, don't know. They, they, well, they need they, to do that and come up with a backup plan and say, hey, uh, you got to do something. We, we saw what – I mean, there a couple teams got in their pro days and not a lot did, and it hurt the small school guys. It hurt the, the, the guys that are long shots. Yeah. You know, the sure things got drafted. I don't want to say sure things, but I mean the the, yep. play, the, the, the players that teams were impressed with in, in game film is who got drafted, you know. And sometimes those players yeah. fall through the cracks. But I mean, you have a bad game here or there. Maybe the coach watches your bad game, and you know they didn't watch the other eleven where you were really good. So you never know. Like I said, uh, we'll still bring. Um, if, if the season does get canceled officially on Monday or Tuesday or this week, uh, we will still plan on bringing you a show at least once a month. Um, we're about every other week, it seems like, schedule-wise here anyway. Uh, so, you know, maybe in a couple weeks we will come back and hopefully talk some college football. If not, we'll be talking, I'm sure, about yeah. draft prep. Maybe go through and Oh, yeah. Based off of uh, take a look at some first round mocks for next year. There we go. Any last I words, did, guys? Maybe sprinkle a little high school stuff in. If, if we may playing. sprinkle a little high school stuff in if they're getting to play. Yeah, some places. So we'll, we'll figure something out for for everyone. So there was one other thing off off of Twitter, and that and Joey wanted me to wanted us to go over his team real quick since this is his first campus camp that he did. Right. <laughs> it sucks because you, you you told me all I needed to know when you said Joey. I automatically knew it sucked. I'm just kidding, Joey. Oh, just kidding. that's not nice. <laughs> so just he, kidding, Joey. We have it's all fun and games. <laughs> so he took he took his first uh, IDP in round nine. He took uh, Virginia linebacker Noah Taylor. Really like that pick. Love it. And then he followed up in round 10 with Pitt defensive lineman Patrick Jones. Another, I like that. He could be, Mm -hmm. he could be one of the top defensive ends taken in this next draft. They took Paris, Paris Ford defensive back uh, for Pitt after that one. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Don't know too much about him, but. And then In round 12, he took uh, Nevada def- defensive end Dom Peterson. I think he's, he could be a sleeper. Oh, that's a good one there. Yes, it is, in, in, especially in round 12. Really good. Oh, yeah, that's good. His One of my favorite picks he took was in round round 16. He took Nick Bonito, the, line, the linebacker from Oklahoma, who could probably take that starting role now that um, Caleb Kelly – 
suffered his knee suffered yeah. the knee injury and he's out for the year. Um let's see, then he took in round eighteen, he took Boise defensive end Dimitri Washington. In round nineteen, he took Alabama freshman linebacker Demoy Kennedy. He could be one of those guys that takes over for Dylan Moses. Yeah. In round twenty, he took Colby Colby Harvey Peel. Harvell Peel. I know I, that was one of Daryl's top safeties when we did our list. Yeah. Round really twenty. Yep, and that was a good pick. Uh, let's see, round 25, he took Will McDonald, Iowa State defensive end. Round 26, um, Delarin Turner-Yell, safety from Oklahoma. And then his last pick, he took Antonio Alfano, freshman defensive end from Colorado. So, overall, pretty, no, pretty good. I like yeah. it. Solid picks all around, yeah. I agree. I agree. Good job, Joey. Yep. So. Well, now I think we can wrap up here. Yep, we're good. Um, anything <laughs> you guys have coming out in the Debbie marketplace in the next week or so? Uh, I got. I have my uh, top ten defensive ends that should be out probably around Friday. Friday or Saturday. Cool, cool. Daryl? Um, I had a couple pieces the last uh, week or so that I've put out. Small school prospects, uh, transfer piece on uh, Roderick Perry. Um, that's it for now. I'll, I'll do something later this week and try to get some more together. I'm trying to get our NFL divisional breakdowns done so I can uh, focus back on college side a little bit. But. You're welcome. I hate you. <laughs> Come on, they're necessary evil. People want uh, to see them. Oh, they're evil, all right. They are evil, but uh, but yeah. Um, you guys have fun with those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no fun at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> but that'll about do it. Um, how about go college football? Hopefully you play. I don't know. Please. I am begging to the football gods, let this happen. Just go football in general. How about football? Just any football. How about the players make their own league? There you go. I'd watch it. Revolt against the institution. (laughs) If there's not football, people are not going to want to know me. Not that they want to know me now, I'm just saying. You'll just have to watch more Ryan Tannehill. I will not. <laughs>